We're back, baby. Boop, 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 boop. We Episode have... 55. I 55. can't believe it. 55. 55 still alive. Wow. Freedom 55. Cheers. Cheers to that. Yeah. We have we drove up north. Oh my goodness. So we've had a couple adventures. You you guys, we left our apartment. It's worth noting. <laughs> I'm sailing, Dr. Bob. I told Barry oh, that today. Yeah, the one step what is he like one foot in front of the other, one yeah. step at a time? Baby steps. Baby steps. I was Baby like, he steps says something. Into the elevator. Have you seen that movie? What about Bob? You've seen it. I have. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, it's a it's a funny watch. Bill Murray and I've... Richard Dreyfus is the psychiatrist. Yes. In this case, I was Bill Murray and Barry's the psychiatrist. Barry's been saying, hey, man, you got to get out of your house. You've been indoors for about a year. You're starting to look a little uh, sketchy, I think was the word. I don't he, think he said that. But uh, recluse. We needed to get out of the house because it's, it's been almost a year. And so, uh, like many of you know, because I've talked, I don't know. I don't think we told them last time. We said next week we'll be somewhere new. So we got in the car, packed up all our shit. Well, some stuff we forgot, but we'll get into that. So then we hit the road. <laughs> To head up to when Washington State. When you say we, State. you mean me. Yeah, I and I appreciate didn't... you being nice about it in front of the audience, not shaming me, but I can take the shame. You can... I didn't shame you even not publicly. No, I know. I'm just saying. I know it was me. So when you say we, yeah. I appreciate that. Of course. Um, Got to, you know. Sorry to interrupt you. Go on. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we got in the car, packed up all our shit, and we drove up to visit my mom and Larry and uh, also to see my grandma and we got so we got up early like 5 five thirty in the morning and we had packed uh, up we packed up most of our stuff the night before like pulled it all out and it was sitting in one area so we literally had to pull the car around put the stuff in and go what's kind of cool about what we do is that we're we're mobile right so we don't have to have uh our gear uh we don't have an office we we work out of the house so we packed up all the podcasting equipment the film equipment for katie's stuff and we put that in the car and then our clothes, we jumped in the car and we left. Yeah. And so we got on the road. We wanted to get on the road around like 630, but we ended up getting on the road just a little after seven. Okay. So we, we load everything, the, the editing, uh, the, the computer, yeah. uh, the computer cables. And hold on, you guys, I timed it so well. So I got on my phone, you know, I'm tech savvy. And I was like, I'm going to order Starbucks because Sean and I have to stop down at that gas station right by Starbucks and get our, our tires pressure checked. And it happened, I walked into the Starbucks. Pump, pump the tires up super hard. They're all ready to go well, for just, they good them. gas mileage. Sean had a whole thing. Whatever. We we're fine. So I go across to Starbucks and I walk in. I walk out with the coffee, like in and out. It was so perfect timing. I get in the car. You were sashaying we across the street. We're off. <laughs> Even the guy checking the tire pressure was like, well, that was fast. And I was like, I called ahead. So then we get we on the road. very organized. I, I was felt proud very of organized. Yeah. Then we get in the car and we're like, there's no traffic. Because first of all, thanks COVID. Second of all, it's a Saturday morning. And then we get about 30 miles outside of Los Santa Angeles. Monica, LA. Yeah. And then what happens? And you can pick up from there. Well, so, you know, your mind starts wandering because you're on the road. So you're doing your lists, you know, grocery lists, laundry lists, whatever. No, you're uh, like underwear, Enemies brush. list. You know, you make lists of all your enemies, how you're going to get revenge. Um, you do that, right? All the time. Yeah. No. Uh, That's a waste of brain your space. Yeah. You're not on my list. Okay. Reminds so, me of The Office when BJ Novak's character, Ryan, is making his list. When I'm back on top, I'm going to take these people out. Mm-hmm. I start going through the list of equipment podcast arms uh the the mics the cables the lights and the computer and then and earlier a little light bulb goes on but it flickers you ever have that like there's something you know maybe your spidey sense for for me uh there's something wrong with my equipment list and i've been doing this for years where 
you build an equipment list in your head. The truth is you should have it written down on paper because holy fuck, I forgot the hard drive. And the hard drive is this giant tower with well, all our material. it's not a replaceable. It's not like, oh, we'll just order one from Amazon, eat the $50 or whatever. Like, we don't have headphones, but yeah. that's okay. This is like, this has the footage that we need to edit the Monday videos that for you've the next pre-recorded. two weeks. Yeah, we have two weeks recorded. And it has everything that we've ever created on it. And So that so, means the opinions that don't matter thing that comes up and yeah. all. So anyway. I'm like, oh my God, is the, is the seat warmer on? I'm feeling a little uh, nervous and sweating. And Katie, I can see out of the corner of her eye, she knows something's wrong right away. I think I'm giving off the, the there's something wrong vibe. And I look at her, I said, I think I forgot the hard drive, honey. And she looked at me, she goes, that's cool. No worries. Pull over. Let's yeah. check the back. Because he's like, I'm not sure, but I don't remember picking it up. Because if you've ever picked up a tower hard drive, the weight isn't distributed evenly in it. Because it's like these things that it's go. It's very heavy. It's awkward. And, and he's I, like, I don't remember picking that up. And I was like, I would well, have remembered the, in the back. And then if not, now's the best time to turn around. We've only been driving for 30 minutes. We ended up making good time. And there was no bad uh, road or any bad weather until we got to Portland. Oh, my god! And it was crazy, you guys. Portland had an ice storm the the day before, like the night before lasting into the day that we were driving. We didn't know what that meant because snow, I mean, snow can mean a lot of things. An ice storm, we I would assumed because it had stopped at like 1.30 in the afternoon and we weren't going to get there till you know, like 10 o'clock at night or right. 11 o'clock at night. So I knew that it wouldn't be, hopefully they cleared it. Then when we got to Portland, the roads were so bad. I even took video on my Instagram because it was so ridiculous. And it it was like, essentially like an unpaved road because the I ice chunks, well, so the ice chunks on the road because they hadn't even been able, like the snow plows couldn't get the snow and get low enough to get the ice off the road. It was like they couldn't it didn't either i don't know if they didn't have enough of the de-icer or what it was but either way they weren't equipped and so for about 15 miles we were going like i don't know maybe 20 miles an it was hour? like beyond the surface of the moon hour. though it was really wild so but we made it safe and sound and we are here yeah should we get into we, some letters well in a second what we drove through was i just want to clarify i was being arrogant i was like oh i can drive through this it's, it's no big deal you know i've seen snowstorms before but this was uh, an ice storm of epic proportions. And Montreal has the capability. They're used to it. You well, guys like master snow. Yeah. And we also, we get ice storms there, but this was a particularly bad storm just wherever you live uh, to the point while we were driving on the freeway, I started noticing things around Salem, uh, but all the way from Salem past Portland um, there were trees that were snapped at the trunk. Yeah, we noticed it when we went, the last time we stopped and got gas in Salem. Sean's like, what is with these trees? And I was like, I think it's the ice. I think they're just broken. Yeah. But at that point, it wasn't, it, there was no snow on the ground there necessarily. It was just like icy cold. I'm glad that we stopped there when we stopped because there's no way we could have, could have pulled off in Portland. No, Portland was an ice skating rink. I mean, the yeah. bridges that we went over, uh, it, it was pretty sketchy. And we had summer tires on. I felt bad for the the long haul truckers trying to get through that with their loads and stuff yeah. and people being stupid. There are people that fly by at like 100 miles an hour and you're like, two words, good luck. Yeah. Um, But we're here. So we made it. Was, it. Yeah, we made it. But it was an adventure. Certainly was. 17 hours straight. Sean would not let me help. Nah. I enjoy a road trip. Yeah. Because I was like, you're going to have to drive if it gets snowy. So do you want me to do like we stop for the first gas and then the second gas? And he's like, no, no, no. I'm good, but I stayed awake. I chatted with you. There you go. But I was tired. By the time we got home, I was like like half dead. And then my neck hurt. Yeah. It was rough. Less than all the kids out there. 
something 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 do be safe don't yep. drive fast heat take headed of yep. the warnings listen heated. to your elders if they tell you to get chains get chains i don't know what i was thinking also uh from last week there was a retraction that i do mm. uh need to make i was made aware by someone in uh, scandinavia that estonia is not part of scandinavia and i know this that it's not part of the landmass but i thought they were scandinavians that live mm. in estonia turns out they aren't what are um, they then Estonians? Uh, you know, they're like Latvians, but next door, kind of like Russian, Slavic people. I don't know. I you Estonians got, are... Estonians, let us know. They're made of Stona. Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? Who, 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 who? We really want to know. Okay. Let's get into some letters because we haven't sure. caught up. We are... Almost. We are playing catch up. I'm sorry. Okay. Amelia wrote us. Yes. Says, hey. Hey. How do you do? I'm Amelia. This is my first time writing, but I'm a long time listener. Hooray! I love this podcast and have not missed an episode and always try to leave nice comments to make everyone's lockdown just a little better. I love that. We have a lot of you that do that and I really appreciate the nice comments and stuff. It's nice to have a sense of community. Yeah, it is. Every, you never know who needs a little boost, you know? Anyway, I am writing about your discussion on Scottish people and their obsession with sweets especially American ones. And I thought that as a resident of Scotland, I should try to explain. Ooh. What kind of candy do you have in America? They always ask. <laughs> it killed me because I was like, our candy shit, like London's got the the best, like all the, kin is it Kinder? I think it's Kinder. Kinder candy and the the Hero Bar. What's the one with the little bubbles in it? Oh, I'm you not sure. You guys let us know. You guys, over the years, you've sent me a lot of good candy. Your chocolate's the bomb. Okay. I think the infatuation comes from the fact that American sweets are very expensive and a commodity with even the smallest bag of my favorite American sweets, no Swedish fish, costing four to five, oh my God, four to five pounds for Swedish fish, as well as the fact that British food can be quite bland and American steakhouses or diners being so damn delicious. It's true. It's true. You never hear of a place called a Canadian uh, diner, do you? True. Or a British diner. No. But you know what? Um, Bangers the and mash. Scottish... Something. The Scotland did have that delicious, uh, what was it called that you got? It was like. Urnbrew. Nope, nope. Um, the meat, it was like meat and potato thing. Meat and potato. You don't remember, don't remember what remember it was? Haggis no. or something? Oh, haggis. Haggis. Yeah, okay. that's actually really good. I like it. It was damn delicious. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's my time. Thank you for listening. And if you ever come back to Scotland, you should definitely come to Edinburgh. Edinburgh, right? Said yep. that, right? We had some issues with this last time. Edinburgh. No, we never said that. During the fr uh during the fringe, and let me know and let me show you around a bit. The comedy is excellent, and even the shows on the streets are highly skilled. That would be awesome. During the fringe. I guess the fringe must be is it a time of year? Is that an Maybe event? Maybe a festival? It's not capitalized. Fringe festival. I'll have to look it up. During the fringe. Amelia, mm. I'm have to look it up. Okay. Sequesta um, fringe. I know. Hmm. Also, your discussion on Iron Brew was hysterical for me, as the way you pronounce Iron Brew is certainly unique. <laughs> is it Iron or Urn Brew? Oh. Ur Urn Brew, I think is how yeah. they said it. At least where I'm from, we pronounce it, oh, Iron Brew. Iron Brew. Oh. I don't know if I said that right. But it could just be a regional thing, as the accents here differ from town to town quite significantly. Wish you both well. Sincerely, Amelia. Also, Katie, you were totally correct. Iron Brew is disgusting. It's like drinking pure sugar, and I always feel like I need to thoroughly brush my teeth after as well, as my hatred. Oh, as well as my hatred for fizzy drinks. How dare you? You turn in your Scottish uh, card, whatever that is, now. 
I'm pretty sure it's like get gone, scat. I don't like Pepsi or Coke either. No, I don't. So, and I don't I'm an American, so I I don't like the I don't like the pop. Yeah, the pop man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, thanks, Amelia. I'm glad you wrote in. Yeah, it's it's interesting, but there are there is something funny to the fact that you can't get something or it's extra expensive where you are that makes it seem more desirable. The grass is always greener. Yeah, and I think it's kind of like. But who wants to eat grass? I mean, come on, let's be honest. <laughs> But it's exclusivity. Exclusivity makes people want it more. Yeah. It makes you get excited. And if we would have known ahead of time, we would have brought sweets and stuff. Like we didn't bring anything because I didn't. Sprinkling them in the streets of Scotland. Well, no, but like we, you know, at the Elgin Youth Cafe, we could have like left a bunch. Donna would have killed us. Yeah. She was like all about that health food stuff. But, you know, we could have brought some, some treats. I like the Scottish people. Sneak them in. We'd love to come back. Please let us come back when when COVID is over. Okay. Should we move on? We got a letter from our science liaison. Ooh, okay. Says, what up, peeps? Whoop, whoop. Science Sue here. Hi, Sue. Yes, Sean was right. I probably did get the date of my first big concert wrong. It was the Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusion Tour. Oh. And yes, I was inappropriately inappropriately young to be seen the red hot chili peppers naked back in the 80s kids were allowed to run fair run feral compared to these days it's true i think you learn a lot though by running feral as a kid you know you got to be a latchkey kid to get your street smarts if you live in the suburbs i don't even think it's necessarily being a latchkey kid i think it's just parents weren't as reserved as they are now and worried about everything which has its perks and has its downsides but i think that it is helpful for people to for kids to learn their boundaries and what's okay and what's not okay. Like sometimes you have to live and learn, you know? Yeah. You can't put padding on everything. Kids have no. to, at some point, you can't be bubble encounter. wrapped. You know? However, there's a fine balance because if you look at a playground built in the 1970s versus mm-hmm. a playground today, mm-hmm. a couple of things, not as many sharp objects and hard rust. And we had rock <laughs> spikes. Like, you know, they have like those padded things now for the kids. <laughs> Ours was like sharp rocks. Yeah. We had the one, uh, what is it? There were the cement. There's uh, <laughs> sand and cigarettes and broken beer bottles. That that was, uh, you know, learn, you learn how to like uh, avoid things in life, like sharp glass. Well, we, we used to find, it's yes, good but we used to find a bunch of cigarette butts in our sand yeah. areas in the playground for sure parents get bored okay yeah we were were allowed to run feral which is kind of funny um back when i was a kid we we collected pennies to create like to put together this playground this local playground like you had to gather change and every school did it in the region or the county i don't even know how far and wide it was but we ended up getting I, i think i had to be very young you guys i was probably like in fourth or fifth grade when it came to be like we could get on it and play with it and it was so exciting to be like we donated all of our change that's cool though i mean um give you a sense of ownership if you yeah and not so much you know broken glass and yeah no i'm not i'm kidding we didn't really have beer bottles but every once in a while there'd be a piece of glass and you're like oh and that would spawn you know these thoughts of that there's more but our parks were usually pretty clean yeah, I don't know. The worst, and I'm going to just put it out there, people who have pets uh, on a leash, first of all, don't let your dog poop in a park. Pick it up. Or pick it up, yeah. But so just be responsible. Cats, you, do, you don't have them on a leash. Cats run free through neighborhoods, and cats always buried the little Tootsie Rolls in the sand, and you'd find it. You'd be like, what's squishy? Oh, man. You know what really? I mean? Really? Yeah, no. cats. Where'd mm. you grow up? What is this? A lot of feral cats. <laughs> um, okay. 
for the last six months of therapy, oh yeah, yeah, I already read that. I did exactly that and will always be grateful for both her skills as a therapist and her kindness. So seriously, thank you to Katie and all other good therapists. You really do change people's lives. Oh, of cool. course, of course. Happy to do it. It's a, it's such a privilege to get to do what I do. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. I have an awesome husband now. We've been very happily together for about 24 years. This is a drawing of us in COVID land. He has lockdown hair and I'm having one of my long COVID mandated naps. So you're very talented. Let's see. Oh, I, we've got up on the screen. I love I want... it. Yeah, look. Ah, it's fantastic. It looked, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm blown away by everyone's art. Like, I know, you guys are I, so talented. Oh, and the kitte. It's so the cool. Kite. When you look at someone else's perspective of the world, I'm like that. I would watch that if it was a show that was like lightly animated where everything was kind of squiggly lines, like mm-hmm. a Dr. Katz. Like it just... It's great artwork. We got like a little tiger stuffed animal. And I don't know if that's stuffed animal or another animal there under her arm, but it's very cute. And it says, just for Sean, here are two of my guitars. The black one is mine. So I cheated and I looked at this photo. Like as soon as I saw it come in, I was like, I got, I I got these guitars. I got to see what they look like. And uh, these are both Les Pauls. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see here. I think they're both standards. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic looking. I love the burst on, on this. This is gorgeous on the left. Uh, however, this this blacky, uh, it's, it's wonderful. Ten out, of, um, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Okay. Thanks for a little window into your world. Yeah. I, I, yeah, kids did run. It's really funny. Kids ran feral. Thank you, Sue, for sending in your letter. And I'm glad you had such a wonderful therapist. What a gem. Okay, next letter. Just moving through. Uh, let it roll. We're playing catch up, so we got to catch up. It says, hi, Katie and Sean. Here's a dramatic tale of the dog. Dramatic Tale of the Dog, read by Katie and written by, written by Ray. Ray. Years ago, I used to ride my bicycle to work, and at the end of my driveway was a street with a gently sloping long hill down to the highway. One day, as I was leaving the driveway, I checked for cars, and at the crest of the hill was the biggest German shepherd I'd ever laid eyes on just standing and watching me intently. He was about 30 yards away when I started down the hill. They look so smart and majestic. They're really one of the... They're beautiful dogs, but they yeah. always look like their haunches are like a little low rider. There's like, like two <laughs> two types of German Shepherds. There's the uh, low riding ass, you know, mm-hmm. like where it's like... It looks it, like it's sneaking. Yeah. Sneaky, sneak, sneaky, sneak. And then there's Fun Time Charlie. Like you know? the one that jumped on you when we were on our walk like a couple weeks ago. Yep. That was a Fun Time Charlie. I love a good dog. When a dog jumps on you and it's a good dog, they're like just ah, so excited. I just want to see and in, you. with a stranger, and I think that's wonderful. I'm like that. Is how happy dog. I should be in life. Instead, I'm like, I'm like a little angry feral dog. Feral cat. Oh. Feral cat. Yeah, I'll poop in the sand. And you're like, oh my god! I was doing a hangout with a member of our community, Jamie, and she was like, here, somebody wants to say hi to you because her cat was like, in the back, and she picks up the, the chubbiest, biggest black and white cat, and it goes, it looks right at the screen, not at me, but it, but it looks right at the screen. It goes. And then it goes, and she's like, I go, wow, what a wave of emotion. She's like, that's par for the course. Loves me and then hates me. Yeah. Which is funny. Cats Dogs are so have fickle. like two or three emotions. Cats, like they're like a, a Juilliard trained actor. You know, they go through this range like Tony Soprano, you know, one moment like and then what's gleeful weird, to like, like murderer. Well, then the, yeah. they do with their mouth. You're like, oh my God. That's when cats do some weird things. They, they got mm-hmm. that one where they open their mouth and they're like smelling the air. Yeah, they're with not. their mouth, you're like, uh, is it in murder mode? Not yet. It's like shifting gears, Into and then murder mode. the tail twitches, and they start doing like the weird 
you know, like they're possessed by Satan or something. And then <laughs> I love TikTok for that because it'll show a cat like sideways, like hopping. And then they do like this weird. Yeah. What is you're it? like, what are you doing? Sorry. We let's went get, a little let's off get, track. Sorry. Sorry, Ray. Katie, Katie. What? Wrangle me in. Don't let me do this again. <laughs> okay. So the the German Shepherd, that's where we are in Ray's oh. story. No, no, it was, no, about it was 30 just yards majestic. Away. Yes, yeah. majestic. About 30 yards away when I started down the hill. I heard something behind me, and there was that horse of a dog galloping out trying to catch me. <gasps> I shifted up and was going 45 by the time I got to the bottom. Those paws clicking not far behind me. Jesus Christ, that's a fast dog. Thankfully, he didn't follow me onto the highway. This happened maybe three or <laughs> four more times over the next two weeks, and he kept getting closer and closer to catching me. Wow. Have you ever watched Cujo, the movie, Ray? I haven't, but I've heard of it. Mm. I was getting a little tired of the game. So next time I saw him, I just gave him my best, oh, it's on dog look and started pedaling like crazy to get some distance between us. Wait, you're going to race the dog? Well, no, he's afraid he's going to catch him. He rides his bicycle to work. Oh, he's on his. I'm sorry. I I was thinking he was running. No, I interrupted Ray so many times. I forgot what he was doing. Riding his. So back to the beginning. Yeah. Years ago, I used to ride my bicycle to work. Yeah. Okay. I was getting a little tired of the game. So next time I saw him, I just gave him my best, oh, it's on dog look and started pedaling like crazy to get some distance between us. About halfway down the hill, I hit the brakes and skidded sideways, then quickly jumped <laughs> off and put the bicycle between me and that hellhound. Just a couple of steps away from me, he stopped and just looked at me, grinning hungrily as his captured prey. So it seemed to be at that, or so it seemed to be at that moment. Then his big toothy jaws spread open wide and out fell a big rubber ball. Aww. It bounced and then rolled slowly to my feet. Oh, you were like his play. Oh, he was like his play partner. He didn't know. He was like, Red Rover, <laughs> Red Rover, <laughs> send Ray right over. Ray, 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 <laughs> Ray, come back. Ray, Ray, come back. Let's play ball. Where are you going, Ray? Stop riding like away. the dog from Big Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It bounced and then slowly rolled to my feet. My relief <laughs> made me bend over laughing. What I saw then was just a big friendly smile and wagging tail. So I picked up the ball and threw it back up the street and off he flew to fetch it. We did that a few times, and then I had to go to work. I made his day, and he had made mine. After that, I would leave a little early sometimes just so I'd have time to play with my big new furry friend. That's cute. That's cool. And that's from Ray. I like the story. I love it because it, it's it's such a good like story, like a key learning where something isn't always as it seems. You know, like a lot of times we make assumptions about things, and like you assume that dog was out to get you, which I would have too. Like, let's be honest. Um but he wasn't barking and but we just don't know, right? And we can get scared and then we don't actually get to see what, what the truth is. Yeah. Wonderful. That was good. I love that letter. That's right. I appreciate it. Thank you for writing in. in. Oh, and if you ever get a picture of that dog, please send it our way. Okay. This starts out saying, Taylor continued. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. Hello again from Delaware. Hello. Yes, Taylor is nice. Oh, Taylor Swift. That Taylor. Right. So uh, we previously had mm-hmm. a, uh, a person write in telling mm-hmm. us about their uh, interaction with Taylor Swift. Yes. Multiple times. Yeah. This is Christina or Tina. And we'd ask like, is she nice? Blah, blah, blah. Yes, Taylor is nice. She was 16, 17 then and maybe again at 18. Was before big arenas performing in small venues locally. and was right after her first album. Wow. And second time was her second album. You can say I was or am obsessed, LOL. 
I had pictures, but have no idea where they ended up. Don't you hate that? I am missing a bunch of random things where I just, I've moved a ton and I just don't know where everything is. Mm. You probably have that because you moved a lot as a kid. Yeah. Like, uh, how often do you guys move? I don't know. Every but couple I, of years, I feel like? No, but I think in all, maybe four times when I was young, uh, before like I graduated high school, five times maybe. Oh, I feel like you and your sister are always like, oh, we used to live over here and over here. I feel like it's like four times in Montreal and like two times in BC. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, that sounds about right. Sean blocks out a lot of it and doesn't remember. No, well, <laughs> it's not that I block it out. It's like 40 years ago. It's a like, long time ago. You're like, oh, I don't know what happened in 1979. I was four years old. Come on. But I know, but you know, your parents tell you and your sister tells you and yeah. stuff like that. Okay. Anyways. I um, filed it underneath like, uh, go on. Unimportant. Yeah, exactly. But you had a bunch of stuff. I remember I read this article once and I don't know if any of you, please write in. This, this is what I want to hear. I want to hear moving as a kid stories. Oh, I think those are How you make new friends is really cool. If you're one of those yeah. people who have moved around as a kid. Yeah. Uh, if you move schools. You learn some tricks on making new friends. What were your tricks? Well, it depended uh, where I was, but uh, I think I've already talked about it before. Ninjutsu was a trick that uh, oh, I... That, you didn't say it was a trick, but you said you learned ninjutsu. Well, I was watching it. Uh, First of all, for those who don't know, what the fuck is ninjutsu? Well, it's a martial art that uh, perhaps isn't practiced by <laughs> many people, but... My sensei, uh, I had several senseis. One was a nine-year-old, you know, because I was uh, eight. Uh, you know, so it's hard to find a sensei. Uh, but if you're passionate about your martial art that you follow, then, um, you know, you can really, you can find uh, somebody who can show you more mm. skills than you have. Mm. Um, so anyway, Sean learned ninjutsu when you moved to Kelowna. No, right? uh, Vancouver. Or, oh, Vancouver. Yeah, to Me. Surrey. Uh -huh. Surrey. Yeah. Okay. Um but okay, for your stories, I want to Did hear... I go off topic? I no, don't know. you were fine. You were good. You're right on topic. I um, would like you to send in to otdmpod at gmail.com. Send in your moving stories as a kid and how you either tricked people into being new friends with you, like Sean and his ninjutsu trick there. Or uh, take up a paper route. That's what I did. And okay. then I hired someone else to help me. But I was yeah. basically hiring a friend, but he didn't know he was going to be my friend. Yeah, we meet people, right? But, you, you know, to know now he has to hang out with me because... Tricked you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> now you're my friend. Yeah. No, um, the funny thing is, is I never moved. If you guys don't know, I was like brought home to the home that my mom actually still owns, just doesn't live there anymore. And I moved out at 18 to go to school. So I never switched schools. I never had to move. I never had to do any of that. So I'm always fascinated by it. And I'll get back to... Don't think I forgot about that article I was talking about. But um, I... When I moved to when I went to college and moved all the way down to Los Angeles or really Malibu where Pepperdine is, my the way that I made friends was um, joining everything, like doing everything. Yeah. Like I joined all the different clubs. Uh, people needed help. Yes, I'll do it. I was in a sorority. Um, I and there's got, some advice here because I think that's what helped me as a kid mm -hmm. was joining a bunch of clubs, whatever school I uh, went to. Yeah. I always tried to sign up for everything, and that served me well even in high school when I wasn't moving around. But I think I'm going to have to apply the skill set uh, when, when we, we move to Austin, to Austin because yeah. I have a fear that if I don't do that, then I'm just going to be a hermit. And I would love nothing more than to be a hermit, but I don't think you it's don't any really way. You don't love it. That's a lie. Exactly. It's so just I, that you do it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to really miss my friends. And mm -hmm. that's going to be we difficult to, be like, to know that like. Nichols, come out to Texas. Oh, I'm going to lure him. To I'm going to start a paper route in Texas. <laughs> I'm going to hire him. I'm like. Buddy, we got to hang out you and deliver papers. Your, you open your own, um, what do they call the places that you do karate? Dojo. A dojo. A newspaper dojo <laughs> slash barbecue pit. Mm. And so Sean Nichols mm. has recently, okay, 
I'm going to. Okay, but then we're going to come back and finish okay. my story. Uh, real quick, about seven years ago, mm-hmm. uh, Larry and your mom got us a smoker. Oh, yes, so yes. I could smoke fish because I really like the smoke fish up here. Uh, they got me a little chief, which as I found out, it's like training wheels. I read the thing for the, the sticker on it said that it's for people 12 years old and younger. But, you know, did uh, it really? Yeah, it did. I got the little chief. And but, well, you know, hey, we, good on you, little chief. You know, where and would we put I got the, the little hat that I could Sean, wear with where it. Where would we put the full chief? Did you get a fake badge? Like I got a sheriff? fake badge. I was like. Oh my God! They think I'm a dum uh, dum. So no, it was a good gift, and you've used. I thought that it was wonderful. So much, right? I've used so it much. A ton. So our neighbor called the fucking fire department. I was a little chief, you know. I was real proud, uh, sending up my smoke signals over the machine. And so Sean Nichols recently has got himself a smoker, and I said, <laughs> I "said Hey, buddy." Because uh, he called me, or no, sorry, he texted me. We don't call each other anymore. He texts me and he says, "Hey, I'm <laughs> nobody at, calls anybody. No, anymore. nobody calls anymore. I call Calling my mama. so yeah, old school. He sends me a message. So I'm at Home Depot. I'm gonna get a smoker. What do you recommend? Because he knows that I have a lot of experience. I said, get yourself a little chief. And no sooner did I release it, he goes, you know, that's for kids like uh, under twelve, right? And I was like, what? No. It's I didn't like, think of it that way. Really, it's I'm just, just a I'm making one. it up. But so he bought himself a full stack. Now, Sean is on, he's kind of a one track mind when he gets on his mind. He's going to, he's going to do do something. something. He's going to learn it. Goes all in. Excellent at learning things. A lot smarter than I am. Uh, Sean. That's true. You both are good with things. He got a a pretty decent sized smoker and he has been smoking 24 seven. Not cigarettes. Don't smoke kids. No. Smoking fish. Yeah. Smoking fish and and meat and cheese. And he hasn't stopped. I said, you're going to be a pit master. He goes, look, I'm going to put 4,000 hours in. (laughs) I've already broken down in the schedule. I said, okay, well, when you get to 4,000 hours, then we're going to get a paper route. We're going to uh, sell smoked meat in Texas. And little chiefs are not for kids. I know. I'm just joking. Little chiefs are for little chiefs that live in little apartments. Yeah. And we. And I got a badge. I felt special. Oh my god! Thanks, Larry. We got we got him the big. He got the big kid pants. No, um, but <laughs> I wear big boy pants, Larry. You certainly do. Here's a little chief to get you go started. Go for it. It's all about you. <laughs> go for it, big boy. No, um, but we. So Sean was cook was smoking salmon, and our neighbor Kim called the fire department on us. This is years ago, and it's because we started it a little late. Usually, when you're smoking, if anybody doesn't have a smoker and you don't know what we're talking about, usually start it like earlier in the day because it takes hours. Especially when you live in an apartment yeah. complex, and you want to the... be light out. Well, it started to get dark and we still had like another couple of hours left on it. And so Kim, <laughs> our neighbor, got nervous because she smelled smoke and didn't know where it was coming from. Well, when the fire department came over to look at things and then figured out it was our smoker, then they're like, ooh, what you smoking? And then it was smoked salmon. They were super jealous. It was, you got to pay off the fire department with a bit of, you know, smoked salmon. And then they were so funny about it. Then they had all sorts of questions. It was yeah. very cute. Okay, back. So, oh, let's wrap up where I started this, which was years ago, I read this article about kids who move a lot and that they usually, ha- because the place that they live is constantly changing, they really hold on to goods and become kind of not like a hoarder and what we think of like hoarders and way it's diagnosed and stuff like that, but they want to keep everything. And I'd asked you years ago, I was like, did you have like storage units or anything with goods? Because I read this article and you were like, yeah, I did for a yep. long time. Oh yeah. You're like, my dad still, I think has my comic book collection or something. Yeah. Well, it's just like when you go off to college or something, other people have your boxes, you know, well, and like, course. will I ever get my stuff back or do I leave it in storage? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I thought thought that, thought that was interesting. So I want to hear from you guys again. Write in about moving stories. It can be adult too, but as a kid, how'd you make new friends? How 
did you find yourself holding on to stuff? What was, was it, it a sad like? time? Was it a good time? Yeah, tell. Do tell. Moving stories. Adult, children, whatever. Because we're going to be moving soon too. So, And I am so sorry, Tina. I'm still reading your letter. Okay. So she's obsessed with Taylor. And she has pictures, but no idea where they ended up. Moved so many times since. She was wearing a blue dress the first time and did over 300 autographs and made sure, um, and made sure everyone got one. Or she uh, got everyone. That's cool. I know. I've heard that. And we have a member, Carly, of our community who loves Taylor, too. And she said, I think I said this before, that she spent so much time with her and it's really made her day. And said, Carly's sorry. a Swifty as well. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of Swifties. Swifties awesome, man. Hmm. Says, sorry, I don't talk much. LOL. <laughs> I also met Toby Keith. Oh, <gasps> get out. There were over 300 people in this small little area. The first 100 people got to get an autograph and a walkthrough. Well, we got there late and I was like, ugh, not going to be top 100. Well, as he was walking out to the left, the crowd all moved over to see him and it opened up a path and it made it to the front. <laughs> Joke was on them. Awesome. Suckers. I added that in just for emphasis. Good job, Tina. My mom and I used to travel to concerts around the area. Huge country fan. I am a huge country fan also. How do you like me now? How do you like me now? You guys know that song. I'll put a little reverb on it. It'll sound fantastic <laughs> in the edit, Katie. And I might be wrong. It might not even be Toby Keith. But in my head, that's Toby Keith. Okay. It says, I miss concerts. Haven't been... Um, Oh, haven't been since her passing in 2010. She actually got me Taylor Swift concert tickets for both of us to go to in March, and she passed in February. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. I felt bad letting them go to waste, so I and a friend went in her honor. She would have loved that. I like to think of it that way, that, like, people that we've lost, like, you know, they would love, they would love, that's what she would have wanted you to do, that she loved to do it with you, you know? She says, we may or may have not followed the tour bus in Philly. Eh. Hey, I would, can't hate, can't say I wouldn't do it myself. Mainly concerts stopped after I met my now ex-husband, narcissist. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I divorced him last year. Woohoo! Should have thrown a party. Freedom. After finally giving up after 13 years of his shit. We have two girls together. Sorry if this is too long. It is not. Perfect, nope. Tina. It's perfect. Don't have many friends at the moment, thanks to him. Oh yeah, narcissists do that. They like try to cut you off from everybody else. Oh, Okay. I don't know if she wants me to tell everybody this, but she says I'm on Patreon. I've seen, I know who you are now because I saw Christina, but AKA Tina. Okay. Tina Bambina. Um, Wonderful woman. And on uh, Facebook. Yeah. And on Instagram. I changed my name in so, uh, in many so that I'm not found by my ex. He doesn't know how to leave well enough alone. They never do. Narcissists always come back. Yeah. For and more the internet supply. is so weird because it opens you up to like, you know, uh, people looking into your life mm -hmm. that, you know, if, if, Back in before the internet, if you moved or you got divorced and you didn't have it, you know what I mean? You, I know, could, you could have a little to, bit of distance, but now people can just like peek into Instagram or whatever. I don't like that. I know a little bit of privacy goes a long way. Yeah. And to that point, and I'm not to, you know, get all dark or whatnot, but I, I really think that Google that. and all these services need to mm -hmm. allow you to opt out of being discovered. Just just a simple... Will you make it private, dude? No, but it shouldn't be like I have to adjust all these settings and all my, my devices and platforms. Just like let me yeah. opt out of being like looked at online. I think that means don't create a profile. Hmm. I mean, I've been putting my nudes out there for years, but <laughs> Nobody no, one, no one wants to they're look They're not at going them. viral. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. She says... Um, <laughs> 
Okay, Max doesn't know how to leave well enough alone. I work as a paraprofessional for children with autism and developmental disabilities. And Delaware may be small, but it has a lot to offer. Not Just not the city, like downtown. Don't okay. go there. LOL. Ooh. Must not be safe. Don't go. It's like LA. You don't really want to go downtown. Although it's been being like gentrified slash cleaned up because that's a huge homeless problem. But I'd assume that's all gone now. You know what's funny is that people always uh, romanticize New York. But they I love they New don't York. Ro- yeah but they don't romanticize New York of like uh, the way it is like all cleaned up they romanticize the rough and tumble the the I don't grittiness the, that yeah like movies about oh. New York in the in the sixties and seventies or like mean streets or whatever you know but it was a pretty sketchy time and there's not a lot like if you're into you know what I mean um, I mean I don't know if I call that romanticizing or that's just how New York was. Yeah, but so now like it's like Disneyland. Although it is not. That is not true. That's what happened after they cleaned it up in the nineties. It became Are you like an anti Giuliani cleanup? No, no, person? I'm fine with it. But I'm just saying that like people when they talk about New York being gritty and it produced all this great art, the Rolling Stones are producing music, Andy Warhol, all I this stuff so. happens like the Velvet Underground in a in a grimy I think grime creates good art. Okay. But I um, don't want to live in grime. You're such a germaphobe, you'd never make it. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I love New York in all of its ups and downs. Like we stayed in Hell's Kitchen and For it sure. was pretty dirty and that doesn't bother me. You get bothered by it. Bonnie I used love... to be in, Bonnie, our artist friend, mm-hmm. she bought in the early 70s. You need to call her back, by the way. I did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hi, Bonnie. Um, <laughs> Katie says I have to call you. Uh, but she bought in Little Italy. Mm-hmm. during a time when the like, Italian mob still yeah. ran Little Italy and they had like card clubs on the street corners. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was cool when she explained that. But now you go there and it's like, in name only, is it Little Italy? You know, there's some oh, restaurants, but, there's some... some. Even when I went the first time to New York back in like 2004, th- no, maybe three or two. I don't yeah. know. It was like when I was early years in college. So 2003, maybe. Uh, my friend Isis, I know name's unfortunate now, but it's like a Greek That's god a tough or something. One, right? yeah. yeah, a b- beautiful girl, wonderful girl. I went to visit her because she was doing a semester at NYU at part of their like film school thing, and so I went out there. It was the first time I'd ever gone, and she was she lived in Soho off, and that's when I learned that how it's Houston, not Houston. Mm. She's on Mott Street, and anyway, I went to to see her there, and I was just so. First of all, I love the subway. I was so excited about the bustle and like the hustle and bustle of the city. But even then, Little Italy was already just this teeny strip. And I remember um, some guy, because I chat with people, some guy when I was waiting in line to get coffee and a muffin was like, that cost me like $12 because it's New York. Um, The guy was like, oh, uh, Little Italy used to be all this, but Chinatown has like taken over that territory and grown okay. because they have so much more business mm-hmm. and so i i love italian food so of course i went into it a little i do lovely. love new york i'm not gonna lie but mm-hmm. I, I don't know if if i could you know spend that much time there i think it would aggravate me more than it would uh allow me to flourish this is from our staff writer christoph thank you for writing in christoph we moin. were a little worried about yeah, i don't know moin. is that what you say he's in austria he's not in germany he may know what it is do you say moin when we went to visit jürgen in, um in northern germany he everybody would say like it was morning so when you get up in the morning like moin right yeah i think am i doing it right you let me know okay Guten morgen is that good morning 
Guten Morgen, Guten... Guten Bye, Gutenberg. Guten... Uh, yeah, the Gutenberg. The, the printing press. Guten Steve Beer, Gutenberg. Guten... I don't yeah. know. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Okay. Asfahrt, Einfahrt. <laughs> That's my favorite. Those okay. are good. Okay, so our staff writer, Christoph, says, Hi, Katie. Hi, Sean. Dear viewers and listeners, I recorded a short video message. You can find it under this link on YouTube. Here we go. Liebe Katie, lieber Sean, Servus, liebes Publikum auf der ganzen Welt. Ich begrüße euch und gratuliere herzlich zum einjährigen Jubiläum des Podcasts Meinungen, die nichts zu haben. Das Video beweist hoffentlich, dass ich real existiere und nicht nur Chance Einbildung entsprungen bin. Ich merke es das daran, dass ich noch immer nicht in Südfrankreich lebe und noch immer kein Auto habe. Der Katie, der Jean, dear audience from around the world, greetings and congratulations for the first year of opinions that don't matter. This video is proof that I really do exist and I'm not just a product of the sick mind of Sean. I can tell, as I still don't live in southern France, I'm still looking for a car. Hope to see you soon. All the best wishes and more in my letter. His hair is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, dude, what's going on? I We need your I am, secrets. I am, uh, I don't know, hair challenge. <laughs> Hair challenge. So when I meet a person uh, as uh, comely as yourself, I, I say, God damn, that's a nice head of hair, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And if you didn't know, the first part was in German. That's what he, you know, mm -hmm. he's in Vienna. Yeah. Right? Uh, Austria. Yes. Yeah. And then the second's English. He added subtitles. Um, it says if you can guess the language of the subtitles, you get extra points. Uh, okay. Um, well, then the second one was different alphabet. It was like. I'd uh, have to look at it. We'll have to look. I don't know. You you got us, Christoph. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't know. I was um, listening to the audio, and he so. says it might. Re I might reveal this in my next letter, but I thought of your broad international audience. Therefore, I figured it would be great to have a total of four languages available. I love Very that. Very cool. Very cool. Unfortunately, I cannot tell any stories regarding to your request. That's okay. It's just it's a a soft request, as I simply haven't met any celebrities before they became famous. That's okay. Not everybody has, or at least not that I know of. True. Uh, yeah. So it is only me waiting to grow up to be a rock star. You have to have dreams even in your 50s. I agree. And I cannot tell you which guitars I will buy. Certainly not a Gibson. Come as on, I man. I am a Fender player. Wow. That's like Ford versus Chevy in trucks. People are like, you know those old stickers of Calvin pissing on something? Yeah, they yeah. They put like Chevy. Yeah. Ford. Or when you're in Washington, you either like the Huskies, you yeah. bleed purple, or you're a fan of the Cougars. You can't go back and forth. Never a Ducks fan. Is that what they call a tangent? That's the what they dictionary? call a tangent. Back to Christoph's letter. Okay. He says, he does not, he's not a Gibson man. Okay. He only plays the Fender. And yes, this is a cultural, cultural war among guitarists. It's more fun to yeah. tease each other. The grass is always greener. You know, that's what they say. Uh, I don't think that's what he means. As a guitarist, you're in one camp and you're looking, you're like, man, I'd like to play a Gibson. I'd like that dark brooding sound. You know, mm. said the Fender player. And I don't the guy so. with the Gibson's like, oh, my God, my back hurts. This thing's so heavy. <laughs> Is that how they are? They're really heavy or something? Yeah, yeah. And I have no idea. Fender has such a cool sound. I mean, it really is the sound of Ooh, uh, I have an idea. so much that's important. If you don't have a story, like I said, about moving, you could share a story of your local area. What is the, like, the fight? Okay, so anyways, back to Christoph's letter. He says, it has to be taken with a lot of humor. It's more fun to tease each other than to take it serious. Yeah, I man. agree. Like, I can play on all types of guitars. Doesn't 
um, uh, doesn't happen often that I take a guitar and think it's unplayable for me. So the guitars I buy will likely be another Fender Stratocaster in surf green, as I just love this color. And yeah. uh, a Gretsch semi-hollow, Yeah. Okay. as I don't have any yet. And my old classical guitar, which is almost 100 years old, will go out to the, the luthier for a good repair. Yeah, a luthier is luthier, a, someone, someone who uh, man- makes and also fixes yeah, uh, wow. guitars. Yeah. That's a fun... That's like uh, my great-grandma... My grandma Pearl, she was a milliner, milliner, and so she made hats. I think we might have talked about this already, but it's one of those things that was really cool that she she used to create um, them. And so when she passed away, when I was like 11 or 12, she had so many beautiful hats. Okay, regarding my severance payment after losing my job <clears throat> and my old company paying for retraining, this is not legally mandated. So remember he was telling us that he yeah, lost yeah. his job. Um, it's not legally mandated. They just want to make sure that we are all gone. Oh, sure we are gone. All for the shareholders. And a week later, they announced the results for 2020 and the stocks plummeted again. <laughs> Karma is a bitch. It's a bitch. So oh, getting rid of the human capital didn't work. It uh, didn't work, yeah. They just wanted to get them out. The corporate overlords <laughs> failed. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the shareholder, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, they got it. Suckers. It says, oh, and Sue, please send more of your hilarious stories. Still have to laugh about the penguin. So I gave the baby penguin someone to protect him from the kids. Picture attached. This is hilarious. <laughs> Good love, use of the meme. I love the Bernie memes. It kills me. Him and his you feel his, the burn. His kitten mittens. He's he was just bitter. That's I good. think he's just cold. It says um, this is all for this week. There are no big. There's no big news. Weather is probably fine in southern France, and I could cruise there with my Mustang. But unfortunately, I'm stuck in cold Austria and still looking for a car. All the best wishes. Have fun and see you soon, Christoph. Thanks for sending in that video, and it was he. You can see he's a real person. Yeah, well, he's a real man. <laughs> we we talked about him, and people joked about him being a figment of our imagination, or part of the Matrix, mm-hmm. or all sorts of things. Or we could have just hired an actor off of Fiverr. Mm. Can you imagine if Christoph was not a real Why person? Why do you have to start these? And he was silly... just someone we hired from Fiverr to give I us a video. I talked to him earlier today. <laughs> Those of you in the Patreon group, hang out. You know. Okay. Tell Sean. <laughs> Shove it. Okay. We're we're almost caught up. This is our last letter from last week. All right. Or maybe two weeks ago. Nobody knows. So, the ti- the subject line, horse racing. Horse racing. You say. Hello, Katie and Sean. Hello. How do you do? In a recent episode, you mentioned horse racing. Did we? We probably did. I don't remember. Certainly. I grew up in the industry via my mom's side of the family. Okay. My grandfather was a jockey turned trainer. We did talk about jockeys. That is correct. Mm -hmm. As with any sport, there are good people and bad people. There have been so many changes being made to better the sport in recent years. One misconception with the sport is that the horses are mistreated. Oh. That's what we said. We were like, I yeah, feel yeah, bad I, for the horses. I can't I watch it. I slandered a whole industry. I was like, they're all corrupt. They're, they're all abusing I, I, I the think, horses. I think I just, you might have. This I was made, watching MSNBC and I got all you know upset about it. Hopped up on something. Hopped up on the Listening Kool-Aid. to some kind of radio talk show. <laughs> this may be true in some cases, which is downright disgusting. Okay. For the most part, the horses are very well cared for and get treated better than most people. That makes sense because they're like the moneymaker, right? You know? You're like the crown jewel. They get like massages every Thursday. They have dedicated a dedicated groom. I want a dedicated groom. 
who cares <laughs> for for about four to five horses and is in charge of feeding them twice a day and cleaning their stall at least twice a day. They receive daily exercise, grooming, and baths. I need one of those. Inquire within. OTDMPod at gmail.com. They are spoiled with candy, carrots, beer. How do we get one of these? Yes, horses like beer and sometimes wine. Those horses are partiers. Nobody told me. Is this for real? I'm reading exactly. You think I, I come up with this? Well, I fall for shit all the time. I'm always like, I'm you, like, wait. You don't the horses fall for drink- shit. You create the shit. It's true. I, but I do both. I fall for it and I create it. They get their feet done at least twice. Clip clop. Clip clop. I need my feet done. They get their feet done at least once a month and all medical needs are quickly attended to. Chiropractic care, acupuncture, massage therapy, and other therapeutic treatments. How does one get in on this? <laughs> you got to run real fast <laughs> on four legs. When it comes to the racing itself, most jockeys do carry whips. Whips are tools of encouragement or correction. Oh, yeah. That's what they tell you. <laughs> ow, ow. Stop encouraging me. You know, like. <laughs> a rider will use a whip to keep. Uh, let me whip, whip. Watch me. Nay, nay. Sorry that we just listened. We just. We were trying to find the. Uh evolution of dance dance oh, yeah. on youtube the other day and came across one where they're doing the whip whip watch me nanny i don't dance but i could okay whips are tools of encouragement or correction a rider will use a whip to keep the horse running in a straight line or to not interfere with another horse probably because they're curious right that makes sense you know uh it's like dogs sniffing each other's butts maybe horses do the same most horses don't mind the whip as it doesn't hurt them or usually hurt them the jockey and or trainer know the horse the best and make the decision on whether or not to use the whip or how aggressively. Horses are just like people and have different personalities and have no problem expressing their dismay for something. They are very emotional. I like horses for that. They like let you know. They're like, I don't think so. Hmm. And they give you this sign. Just kidding. <laughs> the trainer will try and find the jockey that will best suit each horse. I've heard that it's like a personality, like you're a partner. Okay. So you find one that works. If a jockey regularly rides a horse, they develop a bond and work as a team on race day. Like other athletes, horses love to compete. Competition can be racing, show jumping, barrel racing, etc. Horses love to have a purpose in life. I hope this clears up a few things regarding our sport. My hope is that our, our sport stops being judged so harshly on the bad apples because there are so many hardworking and caring people working seven days a week to care for these wonderful animals. If you have any additional questions, let me know. Best wishes, our horse liaison, Chantel. Should we do a couple more letters? This email comes from uh, a certain someone who is also on the staff. Mm, says, is it Graham? No, it is not Graham. Christophe, Sue? Hello, Sean, Katie, and OTDM writing staff. Mm. I hope you are all all well. Thank you so, so much for your compliments on my art. Nicole. No. Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy Travel, 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 Jeremy. Yeah, phenomenal artwork. Although, Uh, what did we decide it was last week? It wasn't travel, 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 Jeremy. Art, 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 art. art. (laughs) We're not not the best marketing team, but if you want us to. We get a theme going, We'll get your business pumped up. We'll get you all excited, and then we'll give you a shitty name for your business. (laughs) Coffee, coffee, coffee. <laughs> Graham. <laughs> coffee Emporium. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for your compliments on my art. There's lots more where that came You're from. You're so talented. It's crazy. We have so many talented people. And who who was did the comic? Was it Michael? Mike? Mark. Mark. Oh, yeah. Close. Canadian Nights. Yeah. Uh, which Canadian is coming out. <laughs> so I, I'm vain and uh, I like seeing myself with hair blowing in the wind. <laughs> Fabio so we, hair. We have commissioned uh, one of the Canadian knights, uh, 
uh, pieces of art from our, our wonderful coming uh, to a t-shirt near you yeah we're going to be putting it in the uh, keep an eye out because it's going to be awesome merch I'm um, excited I just like the fact that there's a comic book cover I'm excited I think it's wonderful we should make it into a poster also a poster oh well thanks so much for the compliments of my art there's lots more where that came from a special thank you to Katie for saying holy shitballs <laughs> Because it's my favorite phrase at the moment. Like most artists, I'm often insecure about my work. Drawing has really helped me through COVID. I think it's wonderful. I think a lot of art is going to come out of COVID. And we're yeah. going to, whether it's musicians, um, people who are drawing, people who are writing poetry, such as myself, um, you know, we can come out of COVID with some amazing art. Uh, I suggest You're to people. You're not writing any poetry, are you? Well, I don't share it with you. I don't want to be derided. I don't want to be. Uh, felt uh, like I'm not he's, a good poet. He's lying. I'm a little insecure about my poetry. Sean doesn't even journal, let alone write poetry. Drawing has really helped me through COVID. I suggest people to draw as a relaxing exercise. They usually say, but I can't draw. Same. Okay. I usually I usually reply with, can't? Everyone can. It doesn't have to be good. Just doodle. Also, as Katie mentioned before, coloring is great too. You don't really even need to buy a book. Just Google image search for coloring pages. Mm -hmm. You can print them right out. Yep. I'll just put in a little plug here. Prismacolor are the best pencils. Oh, I've seen Prismacolor. those. I think they're bougie. They're very expensive, but they're very good. They probably have a lot of pigment in them. I've, I'm always too cheap, but thanks, Art Art Jeremy. Art 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 Jeremy. It's a good It's tip. hard to say art three times. Travel, travel, travel seems so much. Art Cube Jeremy. Yeah. Art, yeah, to the Cubed. third. Yeah, cubed. Mm. Mm -hmm. This next story is not so much an embarrassed one or embarrassing one, but in retrospect, a very funny one. Okay. I'm funny ready. at my expense. Ooh. If you're a vegan, me, you may want to mute the podcast for a few minutes. Dear vegans. <laughs> Please cover your ears. Yeah. So I grew up on a farm. Mm -hmm. We had all manner of animals, but especially lots of pigs. All aspiring to one day be delicious bacon. Mm. Mm tasty bacon i know i feel bad i i still have a disconnect between I know, the I taste love of pigs and, and i like pigs they're, they're I nice i like bacon uh, incidentally sean don't mention canadian bacon to an aussie farmer because they might get a little upset but uh that's a story for another time please do share next time one day my parents my brother and i were doing some drainage repair work behind the pig sheds were enormous sewage ponds we were replacing a concrete drainage pipe when I tripped on the pipe, stumbling backwards. Oh, no. Then, like someone out of a Bugs Bunny cartoon, I completely vertically... Oh, I fell completely vertically until I was up to my armpits in pig shit. Oh. The rest of my family decided to spend a good 30 seconds laughing their arses off before finally helping me out of the swamp. The gall. I discovered that when your overalls become covered in pig shit, they become extremely heavy yeah yeah it's like when you get your shoes full of water it almost like pulls off your foot do you have uh experience falling in pig shit katie i uh, luckily no but definitely cow shit i've stepped in cow shit and it pulled my shoe right off it's like a like a suction cup it's i like, would oh, imagine yeah. and you can't just Gross. hose that off smells oh. wonderful though i mean it's a bad experience stinky, but it smells stinky, wonderful stinky jeremy when i returned to the house oh, i then had walk. to strip off yeah. in the backyard before squirting myself off with the garden hose yeah That's fortunately Fortunately, the nearest public road was about a half a mile away. I was lucky enough to get the rest of the day off. 
Whew. Hey. Disgusting. I know. But maybe worth it. Rest of the day off. You could take oh, a nap. Man. Watch some some crime on television. I don't know. I, I think I'd rather work a full day than fall in pig shit. Yeah, Sean gets grossed out. I feel like just hose it off, take a shower. As you go, as usual, you guys are awesome. Sean, not so much. Keep up the good work, though. <laughs> he didn't say that. You're doing that. real good, buddy. He didn't say he that. I love you, Sean. Yeah. Jeremy's so nice. Very kind regards. Art, art, art. Dot Jeremy. I love it. Hey, thanks for sending that in, Jeremy. Um, wow. Growing up on a farm is so different than than uh, what what uh, what I did. I always think, though, that people who grow up on a farm, later on in life, you can kind of tell the difference. That those people have like a little bit of a different work ethic and don't mm-hmm. balk at like hard work mm-hmm. like or labor intensive work touch my palms right i know now, they're okay. like butter yeah they're like soft butter. eh? like i don't do any hard work the other day he he grabbed my <laughs> hand for something and i said "Ooh, your hands are so soft never done a hard day of work in your life and i was like all that clickety clack doesn't really build calluses zero calluses these you are used like to have them from lifting princess weights. hands when i first dated you you had them from lifting weights i know first go the calluses then go the muscles well i even had them because i used to do those little yoga with like two pound weights oh yeah we do little movements and you get little two pound calluses i had little baby calluses yeah i had big ones because i you know but especially around my wedding ring it like pinch it so it'd be like thick but they're they're gone thanks covid again yeah fuck you covid um ruining my yoga experience but thank you, art, 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 Jeremy. We appreciate it. And your drawings, like, holy shitballs. It's right, man. It's amazing. It's really good. Yep. Please send more. Send it. Okay. We're ready to move on? Let's do it. All right. This, we have time for two more letters. And then we, we need to eat dinner. Oh, okay. I'm about to lose my mind. I'm about to lose my mind. Okay. This is from Nora. It says, howdy, howdy. Howdy, hey, howdy, howdy. How how do you do? Indeedly do to you, Nora. I was just watching the new episode of OTDM where you read my letter. We did. <gasps> Shocker. I want to share some of my art with you. I have a somewhat unique style. It's very cool. I can already see it. I don't want to cheat. Um, I have a somewhat unique style that I started when I was about 25 when I was bored and doodling with some Sharpies. See, I just, I'm always amazed with people like this because my doodling is like, is ter- terrible. I would just make lists, you guys, or I don't know, stick figures. I'm I like, you know, what people just do this. Yeah. I've seen people on planes over the years where there's like doodling into a beautiful piece of art. And I'm like, how? How? OK, continue. So she was doodling with some Sharpies because I had gotten a silver metallic Sharpie. Ooh, I love that. They have such cool colors. I drew a wild line. I've seen people doing this on TikTok. A wild line. You just whatever you think. And then you turn it into art. Oh. Much okay. like this podcast, you just, we're just talk a wild we're just line and you turn wild. to art. I drew a wild line inspired by a wild style graffiti that I still can't draw and made crazy shapes around the page until the line met. Then I would fill in the line with silver. I realized I could draw shapes with it and made several pieces in Sharpies on paper. Oh, I cool. recently started making more and more art in my style and have begun working with acrylic paint markers on canvas. Wow, Nora. I have some big dreams for my art. I use the handle. Everybody go check it out. At Sunset Trees Studio. So that's two T's in a row. Sunset Trees Studio on Instagram to post about my artistic endeavors. I hope you enjoy. Look at it. It's amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. I dig it. Like you turned it into a horse. And then it must be from Tennessee. Kind of reminds you of like. Uh, does Texas have the T or does Tennessee have the T? I think it's Tennessee. Uh, it looks like encaustic. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, look at it all. Coca-Cola. 
Wow, Nora, you are so Very talented. Cool. That's really cool. You you've got you've got that thing that I don't have. It's called artistic talent. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. It's beautiful. All right. Well, Super thanks for sending cool. it in. Super cool. Yep. And go check her out, Sunset Trees Studio on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, if, uh, if you do have an account, anyone who's writing in, uh, feel free to let us know what your handles are because we love sharing. Yeah. So, um, so wonderful. many people, I don't know which one to open next for the letters. We don't have them printed out, you guys. We're, we're going, we're okay. new age now. Do you want me to do it? Sean's reading again, you guys. <clears throat> I'm reading again. I've been practicing. Me, 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 me. I'm at home. Kay's like, what are you doing? I'm practicing what reading. What is it like bitter, bitter bottles? You like say the things over and over? Yeah, he Remember thrusts when... his fist against the post and still insists he sees a ghost. Remember Dwight had all his little things he was yeah. saying to warm up for that uh, interview? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Tina here, LOL. Oh, Tina again. Yep. Tina, Tina. Definitely find a roadhouse or shit. I fucked it up right off the bat. Look at that. Definitely find a Texas roadhouse, LOL. And they give buckets of peanuts at every table, which (gasps) I'm a huge fan. That reminds me when we would go, I get excited. Back in the day when the world was open and people weren't dying, we would go to um, Shea J down on Ocean near like ocean and pico yeah in santa and, monica and they a let restaurant. you go and scoop your own peanuts that probably won't happen anymore but no moment I... of silence for all the delicious peanuts that won't be eaten but we used to take those little you know uh i call them like french fry bins but there's little plastic containers that when you go to like any kind of pub or basic bar and grill they'll put like your food in one of those little plastic bins and you would scoop it into that huge barrel filled with roasted peanuts yep remember yep I liked it. Yeah. One day I found a mouse in there and I didn't like that. That's but, not uh, true. Lies. You, yeah. Lies. It's good though. Like peanuts in a basket. It's great. At a restaurant, you, 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 Put the you shell them, the you toss them, you feel, on the floor, though. feel wild and free. Okay. <laughs> okay. Continue. Sorry, Tina. All right. They give buckets of peanuts at every table. Sorry, this is a bit long. I really don't talk much and this is good for me. <laughs> yeah, same. I, I think that this podcast has been good for me too because I usually don't talk to that many people. True. Okay. So yes, you were right with what you looked up about my youngest daughter, seven, and my oldest is 12. The spondyloathesis was caused by a vertebrae, a vertebrae compression fracture in L5, came down a slide and landed on their butt. Uh, the explained looked like a book on the bottom of a pile and someone pulled it just a little. Oh, so it's a little bit out, so everything's off, yeah. Okay. This was 2016 and she was three. She fractured her vertebrae for the second time, September 2020, also compression, mm. this time the T11, and this is how the scoliosis was found. Oh, interesting. Okay. This was from jumping uh, on a trampoline. She's now seven. Wow. Kids are supposed to be able to... I mean, I have scars all over my knees and my back from like falling down a yeah. ladder. Shit's yeah. crazy when you're a kid. Back to what Sue was saying. We run feral. We <laughs> run feral. <laughs> I know. I, I'm so fortunate I got away with all the uh, the silly things I did I know, as a I younger person. I didn't even break a bone. I never did. And, you know, you think about some of the, 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 the adventures you go on as a kid. And the you stupid know. shit you do. Like, oh, my God. Oh, I'm I had to a... go over to the trellis and jump off a fucking bridge into some water and I can't see into. That yeah. sounds like a great idea. Let's we... do it all summer long. Mm-hmm. Inspired by <laughs> Evil so Knievel, <laughs> a young Sean uh, oh rode his BMX bicycle uh, down a gully, uh, hit a jump and didn't go very far. And so I turned to my buddy, I said, the jump's got to be bigger. We're hitting the jump pretty fast coming down the gully. My buddy says, okay. So we built it up and we got the jump about like 
I don't know, a 10 foot ramp basically of dirt. And, uh, I came flying down the gully and we, we really did nail the, the, the math, the formula here, but I hit the jump and I probably flew about 30 feet, like, and I cleared the Creek and I kept going and I kept going and I landed in a thicket of bushes, <laughs> but the bushes stopped. Like they, I, I could have been killed. Fall, kinda, yeah. Yes. What was I thinking? I came flying downhill. You weren't, you're a child. Your prefrontal cortex is not formed and you're like, I flew all that sorts day. Of, I flew today. You did. I felt amazing. The greatest of ease. Yeah, and I landed in a thicket. Like it was just like, and it caught me. And and I remember landing and like hearing, I can still hear the noise. The heart defect was discovered in May after doing a routine workup to see if the medication would help with ADHD. Crazy. Uh, It is called single coronary artery. A typical heart has two. Think of an antenna. She has one and the second one formed to that single one. Oh, so like, yeah, it created, instead of branching out, it like latched onto the single one. Okay. I'm awaiting a second opinion from another cardiologist. Yeah, definitely. As of right now, no surgery. Yeah, before any major surgery or anything. Always get a second opinion. Yes. Uh, The best is, the best out of this is that my girl has a high pain tolerance and never really complains. I think girls are also stronger than men when it comes to uh, pain tolerance. You guys complain about all sorts of shit. I could keep going with injuries she's had injured. Uh, Basically, she's very active. My oldest is on the spectrum, and that's a whole other situation. Mm -hmm. Pretty much always at some type of doctor appointment. Yeah. I don't have many people to speak to, so thank you for your channel and for responding to me. You're welcome. Keep sending it in. Yeah, let's keep the the conversation going. Keep telling us more. I also have PTSD and BPD and a single mommy. Work full time, recently divorced, much needed, narcissistic ass, LOL. Mm. Thanks for all you do, Tina. That's a lot of work you're doing. So like, I I feel for all the single parents in general, but especially during COVID, the people who had to go to work and didn't have childcare. We have like all sorts of fucked up shit happening in California where things aren't open, but then you know, kids can't go to school and there's no daycare, but then if mom's an essential worker, then she has to go to work. And like, what do you do? Remember we went to get our, our, our dentist, we got our regular dental checkup and our dental hygienist was telling her, telling us she has a nine-year-old and her and her husband both have to work. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And so she had like her mom coming in to help. And then, yeah. And this expectation of parents to all of a sudden become teachers, uh, like not, I know that parents are teachers, but like, that's different. It's, it's different. It's different than being a classroom educator. And yeah. and the school systems were not prepared for this. And nope. maybe we'll learn in this go around mm-hmm. and have some new, you know, uh, safety precautions in, in place for the next time something bad happens where yeah. kids have to stay home. We'll know better, you know. Uh, yeah. There was one silver lining. I don't know if you have any, Tina. Let us know if there's any silver lining of this. But I remember um, my mom and Larry will probably correct me on this, but... So Larry's other daughter, who's around my age, has her youngest, who's just like a bull in a china shop, always like hitting his head on stuff and causing trouble and getting in fights at school. His older brother is like the best. He's like, thank you very much. He's so proper and perfect and like so calm. And of course, the other one's like bull in a china shop. Anyway, he had had an accident that uh, broke his femur. Is that right? His hip. His hip. So it broke his hip. Anyway, for in order for it to heal properly and it to not to cause like extra issues because he's so young that it will like repair itself because children's bodies are fucking amazing. He had to be in a wheelchair for a chunk of time. And I was glad that that happened during COVID because, you know, it's hard as a kid if you're like missing out on stuff. And when things aren't happening, then you don't have to miss out on so much because he's definitely a very active little boy. And I'm sure it was still hard. It's not to take away from like the fact. 
He still is. Yeah. Oh, wow. But it's not to take away from how hard it is to be a kid or how hard it is to be in a wheelchair for a chunk of time. But I always think sometimes we have to look for the little silver linings to it that like, hey, even though this is hard, at least this happened during this time. So you had the time to recover and you didn't have to miss out on everything. Right. And I don't know. Sometimes you got to try to look for the, the positive. But Always look on the bright side of life. <whistles> Life's a piece of shit when you look at it, but always look on the bright side of life. Is that how it goes? You're so British. Yeah, it's uh, the life. Is it life of Brian? I have no idea. Man, so inspiring the stuff that uh, mm-hmm. uh, th- that they put out. Monty Python's Flying Circus was uh, one of the gems of uh, the comedic realm. I've seen some of it, but I don't think I've seen all of it. The main one I've seen is um, the, uh, what's it called? Uh, Monty uh, the, Python is the Holy Grail. Yeah, that's a great yeah. one. Um, but thank, you, <laughs> thank you, Tina, for sending your letters. Keep talking to us. We want to hear more. Tell us more about you and your girls and all that jay, all that jazz. Ooh. But we need to eat dinner. It's getting about that time. My tummy's grumbling. Um, thanks for putting up with us this week. It may be a yeah. little off because, you know, we... We're, we're, we're still we're road weary working it out we're refugees from the republic of california refugees. we fled i think and, that's uh, a, 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 we've been taken in by that, other people that's an extreme over exaggeration fortunately they like beer so that's that's a plus yeah, and just, uh, you know but what are we gonna have for dinner tonight maybe tortillas the ooh, tor- tortellini soup ooh. yeah that was good we oh, should share oh. that tortellini recipe oh <gasps> you guys next week because you some on of recipe you, chat our newest we segment. also we're, we're going to get crab to make those crab cakes this is it you sent in a wonderful you being the audience uh <laughs> sent in a wonderful uh crab recipe for crab cakes from maryland and so we will be uh doing that at some point we got to figure out uh so far we've got oysters yep i'm gonna smoke some oysters and that'll be cool um, yeah in his little chief <laughs> no no i'm i get to use the big, the chief, big now. chief now they took the training wheels I'm off you know big kid now um but anyway so we'll be doing that but yes we'll share if you guys want to hear about this tortellini soup we will share it in the community tab sure that seems like a good place yeah this is where we'll swap recipes you know okay but send in your stories because i think we only have a couple emails left is that correct yeah. so we're almost caught up so the floodgates have opened back otdmpod at gmail.com send in your moving stories or what was the other one i was gonna say i was gonna say i, was, I don't know i, I don't say, remember no but i had that other one you guys know you can rewind <laughs> back and figure it out because my brain doesn't is this it it's all good okay thanks for watching and we will see you again next week don't Have forget a good weekend. if you're uh, oh yeah but if you're listening on Apple oh leave us a review because there's been some fun ones coming in five and, stars yeah more four you know I know we, we're more we, of a we four need, star we have restaurant some room for improvement okay okay cool. have a good weekend we'll see you next time bye, bye.